Well, we're, we're going to look at the Bible. So, if you are somebody who's not normally in our services, so you're not normally in this part of our service, we would normally have split up at this point and gone into groups, streamed for our age. And the reason we do that is because we want to celebrate the fact that we're one family together, worshipping together, so that we are uh, from, from uh, zero right the way through to uh, very, very old. We are one family and we want to worship together and be together as children of God. And yet, we also recognise that we learn differently as we grow older and uh, we learn in different ways. And so we want to honour that at the same time and help us to learn from the Bible in ways that are helpful. But every so often we like to come together in a way that helps all of us to learn together uh, whether you are 90 or 9 months. And uh, that's what we're doing today. And so this time... We're going to be sharing with everybody a summary of what it is that the adults, the older members of the church, have been learning about this year. And we're going to do that, and we're going to try and do that in a way that's meaningful for both people who are old and people who are very young. Uh, So bear with me. And just be open to the grace of God. So I'm going to pray. Father God, we thank you for the Bible. We thank you that this is how we know what God wants. We thank you that you have given us... uh, A book full of words written by men throughout history talking about what it is that you love and showing us your son. And we pray that as we open it now, you would speak to us through it. That this written words of God, these written words of God would become living words of God in us. And they would change us to be like Jesus. Amen. So we always begin by reading uh, from the Bible. Having sung our songs. Now, I'm going to warn you right right now. I'm going to want some participation from everybody else in this message. This is not going to be a sit there and listen to Phil and entertain us for 40 minutes. For a start, we're not going to be going for 40 minutes. Uh, But also, I'm going to want you guys to help me out. I'm going to read from the Bible. And then I'm going to summarise... Or I'm rather, first I'm going to summarise what it is that we're going to be learning, and then I'm going to read it from the Bible. So this is the short summary, the lunchtime summary of the message today. If you want to go away and one of your friends comes around to play later and they say, what did you do at church? Or you uh, go home to your husband or wife and they say, what did you do at church? Or in the dining hall, in a care home, and they say, what did you do at church? This is what you can tell them. Today we learnt that in everything we do, we should try to glorify God and love other people so that they can know Jesus. In everything we do, we should try to glorify God and love other people so that they can know Jesus. In everything we do. We should try to glorify God and love other people so that they can know Jesus. These are the verses we're looking at. The uh, older members of the church have been working their way through uh, St. Paul's letter to the church in a place called Corinth. He wrote letters teaching people how to follow Jesus. And he wrote this letter, and we're right in the middle of this letter in chapters 8 to 10. And this is a summary of everything Paul teaches in chapters 8 to 10. He says this, I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse uh, 31 and 33. 
He says, so eat and drink and do everything else for the glory of God. And then verse 33 says, follow my example. I try to please everyone in every way. I'm not looking out for what is good for me. I'm looking out for the interests of others. I do it so that they might be saved. Eat and drink and do everything else for the glory of God. Follow my example. I try to please everyone in every way. I'm not looking out for what is good for me. I'm looking out for the interests of others. I do it so that they might be saved. Amen. This is the word of God. When we decide what we should do, whether it's how we should play football with our friends, how we should uh, chat in a restaurant or a cafe, how we should talk to other parents at the school gates, how we should work in an engineering firm, how we should learn maths, how we should colour in, we have to decide how we're going to behave. What we're going to do. How we're going to act. Each one of us has to, dis- has to make decisions about how we do it. You can play football in one way, where you are shouting and screaming at everybody, where you are throwing yourself on the floor and saying that you've been fouled when you haven't been, where you are kicking other people. You can chat at the school gates in a way that uh, speaks exclusively of the problems you've noticed in other people, that repeats rumours that you've heard about other mums. You can work in a way that grumbles about your boss, or you can choose to do these things differently. We can choose to do these things differently. There are two things we think about when we are learning about how to behave. First of all, we look at rules. Rules, well, actually, I'm going to ask you to tell me what rules are. So have a, have a chat between you. What do you think a good definition of a rule is? I think of a couple of minutes. You got a suggestion? Go on, Sam, you've got, a, you've got a, a suggestion. What do you mean when you talk about a rule? Okay, come here. A rule is something you have to do or you can't do. So a rule is something you have to do or you can't do. Anybody got an advance on that? Pat, you want to come and say something? A guideline for the benefit of the group. Okay. I'm going to suggest that actually Sam, Sam, Sam wins out. Oh, Abby, you've got a suggestion. Can you think of an example of a rule, Abby? Come tell us. Have you got an example of a rule? She's a bit scared. Okay. I heard that. You're heckling a four-year-old, Pat. Unbelievable. (laughs) Rules. All of those got got the same idea. Rules that tell us there are things we must do or things that we must not do. 
That's what rules are. I'm a, I'm a lawyer by training. I specialize in rules. Uh, rules are things that tell you you must do something or you must not do something. You must not run in the corridors at school. You must fill in your tax return on time. These are rules. Okay? There are other things that we look at as well. And actually there are, there are things that we look at that are more powerful than rules. Rules are very limited. They tell you exactly how to do one thing in one situation. There are things that, uh, that are much more powerful than that, that help us to decide what we should do in every situation. And these are values. Can anyone think of an example of some values? Go on there, Sam. Go on. Patience, kindness, respect, responsibility. Yeah, these are values. Anyone else got any other examples of values? Values are things, ideas, that are different from rules. They don't tell us exactly how we should behave in any situation. The value of patience won't tell you when you must do your tax return by. But they do help us to decide how we should behave in lots of different situations. So rules tell you what you must do or must not do, but values help us decide how we should behave in every situation. Jesus taught us that there are rules for how we should live. So, for example, you you must respect your parents. You must not steal from other people. These are rules. But he also gave us values to help us to decide what we should do if we want to follow Jesus and please God. He gave us values. And there are three in particular that come up in lots of different places in the New Testament, in lots of different words. And Paul picks up on them here. The first value is that we should do everything we can do, in everything we do, we should glorify God. In everything we do, we should glorify God. We are made from the very smallest through to the very tallest from the youngest to the oldest, to show God's glory. You are made to show God's glory. It means that in the way that you act, in the way that each one of us acts, we show how good and how loving and how just and great God is. We are like wonderfully made machines that people can look at as they perform and say, Oh, the person who made that is wonderful. They are good. They are kind. They are supremely talented. I actually had an experience of this in the paddling pool in our house yesterday. I was sat in the paddling pool in the evening. And... It was hot, don't judge me. I was reading my Agatha Christie book. And I looked up and over my head flew a whole flock of birds, beautifully working. Their bodies moved in perfect rhythm to keep them soaring in the air. They were arranged in a V. I still don't know how birds do that. And I actually looked there and it's the first time it's happened to me in a while. I was just staring up at the sky going, oh God, it must be really good. 
how wonderfully talented he is. In other words, each one of us was made to live in a way that shows other people a good and loving God. Jesus talked about this. He said, act in such a way that people see the way that you behave, the good things you do, and they glorify God in heaven. In everything we do, we can do it in a way that makes people think God is good. You can play football in a way that glorifies God. You can play FIFA in a way that glorifies God. You can take your children to school in a way that glorifies God. You can knit in a way that glorifies God. Or work and do accountancy in a way that glorifies God. You can colour to glorify God. Paul says in everything you do, glorify God. Now there's a good question coming up. Okay, the perceptive among you will be thinking about this. How do we do that? How do I play football in such a way that glorifies God? I can see Maeve thinking that. You thinking about playing football later, Maeve? <laughs> in such a way that glorifies God. Well, the main way, Paul says, is to put other people first. The main way that we glorify God is to put others ahead of ourselves. To do what's good for them rather than what's good for us. Whenever we make a choice, whether on the football pitch, at the school gates, in the office, we're tempted to ask, what's good for me? What would I like? And instead, Paul says, we should ask what's good for them. What would they like? So I'll give you an example, a trivial example. When we get home today, we're going to decide what goes on our TV to have with lunch. I will be tempted to say, what would I like on? Well, I would like to sit and watch the next Tokyo Poirot mystery. Thank you very much. I'm on a kick. But instead, I will ask, what is it my children would like? When they come to choose a DVD, I will say to each one of them, I want you to think about what the other children would like. Do everything to glorify God. What is good for this other person? What helps them and not me? And Paul says we should do this because this is what Jesus did. Jesus put other people first. Supremely, he died for other people. See, Jesus did nothing wrong. He didn't need to die for his own sin. He did nothing wrong. Only person who's ever lived who did nothing wrong. And yet he was willing to die so that we could be forgiven. He put other people's interests first. This is the second value, put others first. And then Paul finishes by telling us why this is so important. He says, we put others first and we glorify God so that other people might be saved. So that they might be saved. You can see that at the bottom. You see, not everyone knows Jesus yet. Not everyone knows his teaching. Not everyone knows his forgiveness. Not everyone knows his love. God has given us the job, whether you are three or 103, he has given you the job of showing other people Jesus. Of being the way that they meet Jesus. When we put others first and tell them about Jesus, it lets them meet him through us. You can be the way that somebody else meets Jesus. You can be the way that someone else finds out that God loves them. The way that they find that they can be forgiven for all the wrong things they've done and be God's friend. And this is the third value that Paul gives us. We want others to be saved. 
These are values we try to live by as followers of Jesus. In everything we do, we try to glorify God. We try to put others first. And we want everyone to be saved. Now I'm going to play some more music now. And we're going to have a moment to think about how we're going to respond to this. And I've actually made these cards. These cards have two sentences on or three sentences on them. They say, this week I'm going to try to glorify God when I... And it's blank to fill in. I am going to bless blank by putting them first. And then underneath it's got a prayer which says, Lord Jesus, please help me to glorify God in everything I do. Please help me to put others' interests ahead of my own so that they may be saved. I'm going to give one of these out for everyone here, whether small or old, uh, small or large, young or old. And I'm going to encourage each one of us to, to fill it in and then pin it on the fridge or on your bed or wherever it is you go this week. And then you can think, when you go out to play football or when you go to the school gates or when you go to the office or when you get home in the morning and you see your husband or wife or when you go out to a group or when you go to work, you can think, this week I'm going to try and glorify God and I'm going to bless other people by putting them first. So we're going to hand this out now. Heather's going to hand these out. I'm just going to play some music for a couple of minutes while we, uh, while we fill them in. And then we're going to sing a song together. You can keep filling them in. I'm just going to pray. Come Holy Spirit, please move in our hearts. Holy Spirit, speak to each one of us. Show us your love and your grace. Help us to receive from you that assurance that God loves us. We pray that you would transform us so that we can glorify our Father in everything we do. Lord, we want to pray that we would lead lives that put other people first. And Lord, that we would bring people to Jesus so that they might be saved. Lord, to know Jesus Christ is, and to glorify God forever is the, is, the, is the desire of our souls. It's the thing that gives us ha- hope and happiness, peace and satisfaction. And we want to pray that we would be the way that you can reach other people with the good news about Jesus. Amen.